Social Media Serenity, episode number two. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am Eric Fisher. And after a little bit of a technical difficulty, we are off to a start for this second episode of social networking, social connecting, and all the other wonderful online things that we can do in this world. Starting things off, Eric, I would just like to say that uh, we have had some wonderful feedback just from our very first episode. That's great. I'm not sure if you heard about it yet, but uh, Father Roderick also at the end of one of his more recent episodes said that he had listened in, really enjoyed it, and suggested that all his folks listen and tune into, you know, the episodes that are out there that are going to be released for free out on the free feed. So always excited when another podcaster out there um, suggests one of our shows to their community, which is very cool. Yeah, I just caught up with the the most latest episode of Daily Breakfast and heard that and just want to say thank you, Father Roderick. Yes, indeed. All right, so uh, Eric, where are we going to start off today? We, we, we picked up in our very first episode, we did an introduction, already talked about why we're doing this show. Uh, we began last week, we talked about Twitter, we just basically scratched the surface of Twitter, Facebook, uh, we talked about Google Reader, RSS feeds, and uh, just how we use Facebook and, and some of the notifications and all of those different things. So we covered all of that just at a surface level, and we'll go into those services more in the future. But where are we going to start off today? Well, I, I think it's a good idea to maybe go over some of the feedback we got from the things we talked about and maybe a couple news items and then move on into continuing that discussion. Excellent. And did you have any particular feedback in mind, or should I just pick up some here that uh, has come in over over the voice uh, feedback lines? Yeah, I mean, any of them will do. I, we've gotten a couple of pretty notable ones. Sounds good here. And I am pulling them up now. The first one here comes from Lee Andrew, and I think that that will play if I just put it right here. So let's see what Lee had to say. And... Uh, Actually, it is in an AIF format, so that one has to be converted. So I apologize. I thought that I could play it there, and so I'm going to open it up using QuickTime. So give me one second. I apologize. Cover for me, Eric. Say something. All right. Um, well, another piece of feedback that we had gotten had to do with uh, a story uh, in terms of, well, as a person, uh, K. Richard too. Yes. He wrote Cliff and he said, I joined Facebook because of your new media show and I found a friend I have not seen for 20 plus years. Thank you. Exactly. And by the way, Kay Richard is actually Karen. So she that was her. And uh, but anyway, yeah, that that is one of the exciting things about Facebook. And uh, we're excited. How 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 cool is that? That somebody has finally put off, you know, joining one of these social networks and and has made that deep connection with somebody from their past. Have you have you experienced that a lot? Do you connect with a lot of people on Facebook that you hadn't seen in years or forgot they even existed for a while? Oh yeah, I mean it's always interesting to see when you click that friend request if it's somebody that's going to pop up and you haven't seen them since like junior high or high school. Exactly. 
That is that is exciting. Let me tell you um, real quickly another another story that goes right along with that is um, the ability to tag people in photos on Facebook is is kind of a, a unique feature to that social network that you don't really see in a lot of other social networks. So basically, what you can do as a as uh, what I could do is I could take photos of you know events that took place 10, 15 years ago. And I can upload those photos to my Facebook account. And if I happen to know, what I can do is I can actually drag a square over top of somebody's face and I can tag a person in a photo. So if they if they are somebody that I'm connected to on Facebook, I can actually type in their name and it will link to their profile. That means they've been tagged in the photo. If they're if there's somebody in the photo that's not on Facebook, I can still put their name on there and and people can hover over it if they want to and they can see the name of that individual. But if they're on Facebook, we'll actually it will actually link to them. So that I've been able to see videos where it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a friend of mine. And I remember that person. And it's like, oh, I haven't seen them forever. And I find out that they're also on Facebook. I click on it, takes me to their profile. And then I connect with that person just because of being t- that person being tagged in a photo, and or if you're tagged in a photo, exactly, yes. Yeah. And something knowing that that was out there, uh, there has been something that has been a little bit of a fear of mine, and that fear has now been realized. Have you heard about this I yet? That. Yes, I, I saw that. So, so the whole, the, it all came down. Yeah. The, the fear was that one day somebody from my old college fraternity days might, uh, begin to publish photos on a social network somewhere and eventually tag me in those photos. And of course, yes, there are photos of Cliff and his wild and crazy fraternity days now online. The good news is this. First and foremost, I want to tell you, if you've been tagged in a photo, you'll get a notification and it'll let you know that. It'll actually even show up in your timeline if you have your settings set up that way. And it is by default anyway. So the photo will show up in your in your profile's timeline. You do have the ability to untag yourself in a photo. And once you do that, you'll they will they will not be able to re-tag you again in that photo. Now, I have not done that with any of the the pictures out there, but I will just say, and I'll I'll just admit openly, I had some wild, crazy fraternity days, and it's nothing too bad. It's just a picture of me and two other uh, fraternity brothers doing karaoke on stage. But if you actually look at the photo, you'll be able to tell that um, that I've probably had more than more than a few alcoholic beverages. So. <laughs> But anyway, uh, th- yeah, so th- that day has now come, and uh, personally, I don't see any need to untag myself in those photos. So yeah. anyway, just something unique, and I thought that would be interesting for people to know. I imagine that there are probably people listening to this today that are not aware of the fact that you can tag people in photos, and that when you tag somebody, it notifies them. It puts, it actually even says... Um, you know, put something in their profile on their profile page. It says, here's a photo of Cliff. And not only that, but people who are following me, uh, my friends, uh, even though they're not following the friend of mine who uploaded that photo, because my friends are following me, they will get a thing in their overall timeline. You know, the main page when you first sign into Facebook, it will say yeah. your friend Cliff Ravenscraft has been tagged in a photo and it will show that photo. That's how I saw it. Exactly. 
So anyway, I, I thought that would be interesting to share. And with yeah, that, I do now be careful have, what you put out there. <laughs> exactly. Or you be, will have revenge from your friends on Facebook. Exactly. So you, 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 you really do have to watch it. And of course, and this is especially good advice for young people. If you're young, be careful what you do when you're young, especially these days, because there's cameras everywhere. I mean, phone, you know, phones taking pictures. I mean, just just watch what you're doing, because yeah. one day you're going to go run for that public office. And lo and behold, the videos, the pictures, all of that stuff's going to show up. Or even just the job in general. They've, you know, employers have notoriously been checking to see if interviewees have Facebook or Twitter or whatever profiles and they will look you up and they will see what you're all about. So this is true. Absolutely. All right. I do have Lee Andrews, uh, AIF audio file sent up here or pulled up here. So I'm going to see if this will play through QuickTime. Let's give this a shot. Hey, Cliff and Eric, it's Lee Andrew. Uh, in episode one, you were mentioning a program to do a screen grab of the entire um, website. If you have a very long discussion, if you have to scroll down all the time. Well, I've been using something like that for a very long time on the Macintosh. Uh, since you, know, you said the application you were using for Firefox was only available for Windows, the application I'm using on a Mac is called Little Snapper from realmacsoftware.com. I think it's about $39 and it works really, really well. Congratulations to your new show and take care. Thank you so much, Lee. I really appreciate you sending that in all the way over from the UK. He's also in our chat room. And I love the accent. Yes, absolutely. And hey, Lee, obviously, uh, I just want to say real quick, no need to apologize. You took the time to record an audio file and I certainly have all the uh, equipment and everything here to play it. It was my fault for not... Uh, being more prepared. So I blame uh, Cliff. It, blame me. That is my fault. I, I definitely have all the stuff necessary to play your audio files. So please continue to send them in. All right. W- one more bit of feedback that I want to play here. This one's coming from Wayne Henderson. I thought I just saw that one here. Uh, yeah. This is also coming in from the iPhone application. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I can play an M4A in this program. So let's give this a shot. Hi, Cliff and Eric. This is Wayne Henderson calling in for the Social Media Serenity Podcast. I love it. And just like George Costanza's father always used to say on that uh, episode of Seinfeld, serenity now, serenity now. And I'm just loving this uh, new podcast, the SMS that you got going on there. Learned a lot from the first episodes and tips and tricks. And I can't wait for future episodes of Social Media Serenity. Thanks, guys. That's all I had to say. Just calling in some props to you. All right. Thank you so much, Wayne. Always a pleasure to hear from you as well. And I do have one more piece of audio feedback, and then we'll get into some other new items that have uh, come up this week. And uh, let's see who this is. Hey, Cliff. Uh, I just want to leave a uh, message for your new podcast, Social Media Serenity. I'm calling because I found I found this link, and I'll send it to you sometime this evening um, for the show. Uh, it just the social. It was an interesting piece of social media um, thing that the St. Paul Saints. They're a uh, minor league baseball team. You know how the minor league baseball clubs always do these wacky promotions. You know, where it's you know left uh, tube sock night, or you know, or wears three hats on your your you know head night. You know, just crazy whacked out things like that. Uh, 
Well, I, I'm going across this one that they're doing called Twitter My Face Night. And basically what it is is that they're, it, it's a social media night where they're going to be Twittering using MySpace and updating Facebook statuses throughout the game. They've, um, they've uh, said that uh, certain pictures in between innings will be updating uh, their Facebook um, status, and they'll show it on the screen at their, at their uh, stadium. And that the Twitter messages, if you put a hashtag for, I think, the St. Paul Saints, that they're going to uh, show it up on their, their screen during, during the game, you know, it, Basically, I want you to sit out MySpace messages saying that you're at the game, and just kind of, kind of funny how it's you know a really huge pr- promotion, but it also shows you know the power of social media that you know it's catching on, and you know different people are using it. And this one baseball team, you know, is using it as a promotional tool. So anyway, I'll send that link to you. But it's called Twitter MySpace Night, you know, for Twitter, for MySpace, and for Facebook. So anyway, I hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, John, thank you so much for that. And, of course, he provided us a link to that particular baseball team's uh, website, and that is saintsbaseball.com. And I will – Eric, if you remind me, I will put a link to that in our show notes. But it's pretty interesting. Did you take a look at the article? Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting. I mean, it has a lot – I mean, picture it this way. It's a Twitter spin on the whole, hey, let's zoom in on that couple who are kissing – at the ballpark or the baseball game or whatever, you know, the basketball game or whatever. It's, it's kind of like that. But also, um, I've seen this done at like a concert that I had gone to about a year ago where you could text in and then they would show what you texted in up on the big screen. Yeah, the, those I have seen. I've been at conferences. Obviously, podcasts are very technically savvy, and I've seen a lot of conferences where they have the big displays up and, you know, anybody uses a hashtag, it'll, it'll show up and... And stuff like that, but this is this is kind of neat. If if anything, I think what John has said uh, really rings true: is that we are in a day where us geeks are going mainstream. Yeah, I love it, and I I think it all started with uh, um, the the very first sign was when they had a major hit television show on TV called The Big Bang, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Have you have you watched that show? Not recently, but yeah, I've, I have seen it a few times. So. It, it's very cool. Us, uh, the geeks are taking over the world. The geeks shall inherit the earth. There, <laughs> there you go. I, I think that that's close anyway. All right. So thank you, everybody, for your feedback. We would love to hear more. And, of course, I'll just tell you the phone number right now, and we'll also tell you again at the end of the show. But anyway, if you want to send in your audio feedback, you can do so by calling our voicemail hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The phone number is area code 859-795-4067. Of course, uh, that's how uh, John called in. Wayne Henderson has an iPhone uh, with the most recent update to his software, which everybody with an iPhone today should have a voice memo application. He used his voice memo application just simply to record his feedback, and he clicked the little button to email that, and he sent it to feedback at gspn.tv. And Lee over in the UK just basically used any kind of audio program, not sure which one he used, but he recorded that audio file and also sent that as an attachment via email to feedback at gspn.tv. So a lot of ways that you can interact with us. We would love your questions, your comments, any feedback that you have for our show. All righty. So, um, Eric, what do you want to go into next? We've got so many wonderful things here. 
Well, did you want to mention the uh, Ping FM video you had done? Oh, yeah. Yet last week we were talking about the use of Ping.fm uh, to be able to po- cross-post your status updates among just about every social network out there. Some other people we mentioned were also using HelloText or HelloTXT.com. Uh, one of the things that I think interested a few folks, and especially Wayne Henderson, he sent me a, a message on Twitter and says, Hey, Cliff, you mentioned that ping.fm has some integration in the Tweety for the iPhone application, but can't find it. And trust me, I understand. It is hidden. It is hidden in there. And in fact, if you want, you can simply go uh, over to uh, socialmediaserenity.com And in the show notes for episode number one, there is a video that I recorded. And uh, by the way, I used my wife's uh, iPhone 3GS to record that video while pointing it at, I used her iPhone while pointing at my iPhone, holding them both not very steadily in my hand, but still, uh, you know what, It, it all works. And it shows completely step by step how you can integrate that and also answer some maybe some random questions such as when do things get posted to ping.fm and what if you do an at reply and stuff like that. So that video put together just for you guys and can be found in the show notes for episode number one. And I want to go on record officially as saying I am glad that Cliff let Stephanie have the 3GS and is sticking with the 3G. Yes, I know. It was it was a difficult thing, but, uh, you know, my wife has, through the through the ages, she has had so many hand-me-downs uh, that, you know, she, she stood her ground. She goes, no, I'm getting the new phone and you're going to be left in the dust. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, she, she's loving the next upgrade. Yeah. She's loving it. And I still love my I, iPhone 3g. I really do. And yeah. so, alrighty. And so let's see here. Did you see twib twibbin.com? Have you, have you heard about this? I had not heard about that, but I checked it out, and I, I can see what you're saying. It's it's a basically it's going to put icons for awareness of different issues and all that. Yeah. So if you can imagine like a a little uh, sticker, you know, you know, or a button. So you you walk around at the county fair, and it's around election time, and people will say, "Hey, can you wear my button?" You know, and, and, and those were the old days. Well, in social networking, everybody sees your little avatar, your little square image that shows up in your Twitter profile or wherever that may be. And, and Twibbon, T-W-I-B-B-O-N.com is a site where what you do, and, and by the way, don't go there just yet and use it because I'm going to suggest that you not use it. Uh, and I'll explain why. But let me just tell you what would happen if you did use it. You go there, you enter your username and password, and it will log in, it will pull up your avatar that you currently have, and then it will put a transparent image overlay of uh, something on top of your avatar. So if, let's just say my avatar is normal, but let's just say, uh, for example, they have um, a, an, one of the, one of the uh, awareness issues that somebody posted is get rid of IE6. You know, we're done with it. So it's got a little picture of the Internet Explorer 6 logo, and it's got a little cr- circle with the cross through it, like the no smoking signs. And and basically, it just sits down at the bottom left-hand corner of your avatar so that if you sign in, what it will do is it basically takes your image, puts that image over top of it, so it just adds that as a little button on your avatar, and then it uploads the new image 
onto your Twitter account. And of course, you can do this multiple times and you can you can have uh remember the movie Office Space? Yes. You could have your flair, if you will. Flare. Your flair. But anyway, I let me explain to you why I suggest that you do not use this service. All right? I am opposed to any Twitter application out there, uh, on, especially these online services that will allow you to enter, that require you to enter your username and password to use their service. Username, fine. Password, I will not give my Twitter password to any service that I am not 100% convinced that they are a reputable organization. And number two, if it's an online service like Twibbon, uh, there are there is a th- there Twitter now has an official um, authentication service that you can go in, t- kind of like Facebook added, where it says, "Do you want to allow this program?" And then you can go and you can revoke access at any time you desire. And it, so, if any, if any, yeah, it's called open or it's called OAuth is what they call this. And um, or open authentication and it allows people to allow you can allow people in uh, user by user to have access to your data in Twitter based upon when you want it and you can go and shut it off. That's what you really want to be looking out for. I will tell you there's a lot of these services out there. They're looking to farm as many username and passwords as possible and what they do with that is they will sell those things to spammers or even more nefarious people. And so you can imagine that you sign up for, and now I'm not saying, please understand, I'm not saying that Twibbon, T-W-I-B-B-O-N.com is one of these places. But let's just say you signed up for a service that looked relatively interesting. Let's just say some generic service that says, anytime you get an at reply, we'll send you an email. All right, that sounds like a very useful service. It's like, okay, just send us your, give us your email address, uh, of course, and then also your Twitter ID and your password. And we'll just log in. And every time our servers detect that you have an at reply, uh, we'll email you. Well, what happens is that might work great and that service is good. But finally, that person, that service has been so great that it accumulated 50,000 users that have given Twitter or uh, Twitter IDs and passwords. Well, they could sell that for $15,000 to a spamming company and that spamming company can then create bots that will go in and all of a sudden the next thing you know you've been away from Twitter for three or four days and you've sent out 1,400 updates uh, linking people to nefarious sites. Yeah, I mean it's a rule of thumb that you want to not sign into anything with your username and password that asks you for your username and password that is not, you know... That is a that is a, a rerouting service of some sort. You know, it, it takes something you've already. I mean, like it's if it said, "Hey, it's an add-on for Gmail," and uh, you know, it, you sign in over here with your Gmail and your username, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm even leery a little bit of at the point in time where I signed in, I was signed in in my account in Facebook, and it says, "Help us add more contacts to your you know Facebook friends or whatever," and it says, "Enter in your your Gmail and your." Uh, password and we'll go through your contacts and see if they're already on Facebook. And yep. 
It's just you got to be careful. You have to be careful. And Chris is in our chat room. Uh, Chris Biting, the co-host for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. He's saying you can trust Share This. So I'm I'm assuming that he's saying that Share Does Share This requires that you use your username and password with Twitter to have the integration, or at least for some other services as well. And I I I can personally personally say that I'm comfortable with Share This. Uh, I I have connections through Chris and. Um, uh, he says that they are moving to open authorization soon. Personally, uh, my my open recommendation, I, I'm, uh, what I just shared with you is what I'm comfortable with. My open recommendation to all of you is that if it doesn't have open authorization, do not use the service unless you are convinced that it's a reputable organization. I personally like share this and I know that they're hooked up with a, and they have some alliances with some wonderfully uh, well-known organizations and other big time web services. And so they're a company I feel comfortable with, but um, you just got to watch those things. Seriously, your password is so very critical and, and just be careful of, of just dulling that out to people. Yeah, especially if you're using the same password for multiple sites. Yeah, and if you're doing that, stop. Yes. Stop. Just don't do that anymore. All righty, and then let's see here. What else do you want to cover next? I, we've got so many different notes in our show notes. I could go on forever. Yes. Well, we've cleared, cleared off a bunch, so that's good. Um, why don't we jump down to, well, since we're still talking about Twitter, why don't we jump down to the Dumbledore taking over Twitter from last week? Okay, yeah, why don't we do that? You want to go ahead and introduce that? I've been doing a lot of talking. Sure. Um, well, if you don't know what a hashtag is, then you you may still be a Twitter user because a lot of people don't use them. But if you know what one is, you're definitely a power Twitter user or whatever that means. Anyway, um, hashtags are basically when you put the pound sign and then a word or a series of words or a phrase or something or even just two word, two letters like we said last week with FB for Facebook. Um, and what that does is, is it is like metadata for that tweet you just sent out. And that lets people, you know, search and see what is going on and with, you know, what all the people that are on Twitter are talking about. Uh, for example, last month or so, some of the popular hashtags have been uh, Michael Jackson, the Iran uh, election, uh, things like that. Well, the new Harry Potter movie, The Half-Blood Prince, came out, and there was a plot for Harry Potter fans to take over Twitter by using the pound Dumbledore hashtag. And uh, it, it, was, it was pretty interesting. I didn't see a lot of it go through, but I think there's a lot of potential there for things in the future where people want to, you know, a group will say, all right, we're going to spam Twitter with this hashtag. And just, yeah. You know, I think we have not seen any of the biggest ones and biggest incidents with this happen just yet. But. Yeah, I I would say that the closest thing that I've seen is is uh, something that happened with uh, This Week in Tech, a, a, a wonderful podcast that I'm subscribed to from Leo Laporte and uh, some other wonderful folks over there uh, with that uh, associated with that network. And uh, the, he I think he had um, Jason Calacanis on the site. And one of the sponsors for their show, uh, they were talking about, and Jason suggested, I'll tell you what, here, here's how we're going to do this. Everybody, when you hear this, go and use, use the hashtag, do pound square space, 
and say something, blah, 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 blah. And what happened, of course, you know, with Leo Laporte and, and those folks, they have a, a huge, massive amount of audience. And so if you, if you could get 15,000 people to do something at the same time, that's going to happen. But I will tell you, I don't think that I do not think that helps the Squarespace brand. Uh, the, and, and even in the chat room, uh, Chris is saying in the chat room, that was kind of spammy. And I agree with that. I, I, I pulled out the Harry Potter fans take over Twitter. I think it's, I think it's exciting to use hashtags. I don't think it's a, it's, it's a worthwhile investment to try to quote unquote game the top 10 trending topics on Twitter. Right. Do you understand the? Yeah. Do, how would you do? You understand what I'm saying? How would you word what I'm saying there? The difference between using hashtags to promote a brand and using hashtags to spam the top ten trending topics. Uh, to be ultimately honest, I think that when it comes to social media, it really is all about the feedback on a brand or a product or whatever. Um, for, let's take PABL for example. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you're doing a pursuing a balanced life, uh, which is what that stands for, PABL, and you're doing something that has to do with that podcast or the content that goes along with it, and you throw a pound PABL in your uh, tweet, that you I mean you personally have seen that that has brought more people around to saying what is PABL in response to those tweets. And so, and same thing goes for, you know, whether somebody likes or dislikes a product, you know, I mean, we could start a whole pound, whatever, I hate such and such, IE6, for example. Yes. And, uh, you know, which I wholeheartedly endorse, killing IE6. But anyway, yes. um, it, it really is all about, it's not about saying, Hey, I just got a great deal on car insurance, pound Geico. You know, that, those are just such, those are canned responses and nobody takes them seriously. But if you're really talking about your experience that you've had with something and you throw a pound something in there, you know, it, it has a whole lot more meaning as far as marketing goes with the social media aspect to it. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, um, I've, I've got here and I'm, I'm looking at pound PABL search for that hashtag on Twitter. Fred Firestein says stopped on the way to work for salad making supplies. I wouldn't uh, so that I wouldn't blow it at lunchtime. Pound PABL. He, he's pursuing a balanced life in the way that he eats a more balanced diet. Latasha Jamin. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure how to say her last name, but she says, at Angel Steph, I was encouraged by you. I increased my ellipic- elliptical uh, resistance up to level four and did a uh, one mile in 30 minutes. Uh, way to step it up, pound PABL. And so you've got you've got everybody in our community who is who is pursuing a more balanced life are using the hashtag pound PABL to encourage one another. And here's the interesting thing about the use of these hashtags is that there is a very real possibility that people are able to stay in consistent conversation with one another about PABL and they do not have to actually physically go and follow that person and all their tweets on Twitter. Right. Are are you referring to the uh, following the RSS feed for the PABL pound, uh, query? Yes, going to search.twitter.com 
or just if you go to twitter.com uh, while you are signed in, there's a little search box on the right-hand side. You can type in pound and then the rest of the hashtag and hit search, and it'll even give you the ability to save that search, and that search is saved in your Twitter profile so that when you're logged in, it'll say, hey, here's the trend, here's the top 10 trending topics, which, by the way, you can you can kind of collapse that so it shows it or doesn't show it, but it'll also say, here are some saved searches. Do you want to click on this? And so I could sign into my Twitter. I can go to twitter.com. I can actually go and click on pound PABL as a saved search, and boom, immediately it shows me a timeline of everybody who used pound PABL. And then you never miss somebody who's using that hashtag regardless of if you're following them or not. Exactly. Very awesome I, stuff. Yeah. So there you go. Some more tips and tricks. Alrighty, and of course there are also a lot of iPhone applications out there and other applications for the desktop such as, um, oh gosh, a ton of them. There is Seismic Desktop, there is um, TweetDeck, all kinds, I mean we, we, we could go on to those, we'll, we'll talk about those later. But just so you know, most of the applications for Twitter also have search functionality built in. And if it does, just type in pound P-A-B-L or pound Dumbledore or pound IE6 and just find out what comes up. You'll see that people are using these hashtags all the time. And and if you want to use pound PABL, we encourage you to do so. Everybody should be living a more business, balanced life or pursuing Especially it. online. Exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show, which by the way, Eric, I got some offline feedback and somebody had said, you know, you know, with the name Serenity, I kind of, suspected that maybe during the first episode there'd be a little bit more talk about maybe how to do less online than maybe what you talked about and I would like to address that I, I think that the idea is that we are that is definitely one element of this show and um, there are several elements of this show there is the fact that we want to bring in news and events you know di- different like hey have you heard about this kind of like the St. Louis thing the you know the Twitter my face thing that they've got yeah. going on I think it's important to do tips, tricks, and hints. Uh, that's an element of the show. And how to reduce. How, do, how does this fit into a balanced life? We may not hit on all elements in every episode, but uh, you can be certain that, that we're going to be definitely talking about that. In fact, I think that leads me to a, a, a post that you shared with me, Eric, about a college friend of yours. Uh, is his name Tom Adamson? All right. Do do you want to talk about that real quick? And uh, those are yeah. who are following along, there's a, a link to his article there in our in our show notes. At um, well, if you're listening via podcast, it's it's going to be in the show notes section. But if you're listening uh, live, you can go to gspn.tv/sms/notes. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, again, I have a, a close friend uh, lives about two hours from me. Uh, I don't get to see him that often, so. Ironically, it's funny that he's telling me that he, he wants to, uh, he feels like the Internet has taken his, his life over in some senses. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of browse through the art, his, his uh, blog post here. Um, he says he's been thinking about computers and the Internet and sacrifice, and um, he's saying that uh, he thinks that face, he's a musician. He's saying, I think Facebook is making me a weaker musician. Um, I know, hold on, I know that's blaming the gun for the drive-by, but what I mean to say is spending so much time with social networking online is kind of taking over my brain. Um, it takes away the time and ability to 
not be plugged in and not be doing things that, you know, aren't necessarily healthy, um, especially, you know, standing so close or sitting so close to a, a computer screen mm-hmm. that long. It, it really can mess with. I, I know that uh, you're not supposed to look at a computer screen or a TV screen for like an hour before you go to bed. Otherwise, you are, even if you don't feel it, you are actually hurting your chances of falling asleep or getting as good a night's sleep. But anyway, besides the point, uh, anyway, um, he just he gets addicted and checking to see you know what friends have updated or posted or things of that like that on Facebook, um, and he actually makes a good reference. He says it's like junk food for my insecurity and my affirmation fixation. Say that one so, more time because I, I read that and I and that's something that I definitely believe a lot of us can can relate to. Just just read that statement one more time. Okay, it's like junk food for my insecurity slash affirmation fixation yep and i and i have to agree because i mean when you when you think wow look how many friends i have now let alone they're all online and i never talk to them other than just to see what they've updated their status update as that's not to say i don't have real friends that are using facebook and i've gotten some real you know uh been able to catch up on what you know they're doing but anyway he goes on to say the internet is a tool, and the crowbar is a tool, but you cannot base your life on a crowbar. And uh, now I think that's different for you, Cliff, personally, uh, <laughs> with what you're doing, because obviously if you didn't have the internet, you couldn't necessarily do what you're doing. Right. But anyway, he, he's talking rhetorically, and um, he says he's feeling sick of networking sites, but he can't seem to stop. Uh, I'm not sure what to do, perhaps a schedule. And what kind of example am I setting for my kids? Total dependence? I'm signing off for a while. Anyone got a hacksaw? There you go. You know, so, I, I totally understand where he's coming from. And I, I you know what? I almost hear the echoes of all the people out there saying, dude, tell me about it. Uh, there are many of us who have suffered through the, you know, why in the world can I not unplug from this thing? Why do I feel like I need to obsessively check my email 15 times an hour? You know, why am I logging into tw- Facebook twice an hour or, you know, while I'm at work? You know, wh- what is going on? Why is it that I can't go to dinner without wondering, you know, has that person responded yet? It, it, and and these are these are real questions. You know, we are this is a hyper connected world, and and so much information is out there. And and I think the important thing to think about, right first and foremost, and you you had sent me some, you you had sent me an article uh, from uh, a newspaper or no a magazine, and I'd just right. like to read the quote at the at the top of this, and it, it was um, titled "The Problem with Choices." And I'm just going to read this one section. It says, let's get this out of the way. You will never catch up. You will never read all those books you've been meaning to read or play all of those games you've wanted to play or watch all of those films you've wanted to watch. Your time and money are limited, but the choices seemingly are not. The task of consuming everything on your Amazon wish list, your Netflix queue, and any other list you might keep is entirely too big. And if you're honest, it's just not that important. Yeah. 
Seriously, it's not that important. It, it's amazing how how caught up I can get into. Now, obviously, I am in a position where I just can't, you know, call the internet company and say, listen, I want to disconnect. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I just don't need internet connectivity, you know, for the next three months. I'm just going to take a break from it and and recalibrate my life. In fact, I have two internet service providers here. I have both DSL and I also have cable internet internet access. And the reason is, is because occasionally one or the other will drop out for a couple hours throughout any given month. And if that happens, I need to be able to quickly switch right over to the other. So I'm in a little bit of a unique situation being that my business is completely revolving around uh, building community and connecting with people about social networking, new media and podcasting. But that being said, let me tell you, I still understand the need to unplug, to get away from the screen and to live a more balanced life. In fact, that's why I started a whole podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life was because I was not doing a good job of that. I was literally working 14 hours a day, almost nonstop, standing and staring in front of a computer, and my my life was just going down the tubes as a result of it. I mean, my my health was deteriorating. Uh, you know, my 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 family relationships with my wife and my children deteriorating. I mean, it was just really awful. And it's like you know what? I have to take charge of this. I have to control this. Now, for some people, unplugging and and staying away from this stuff might be an answer, and that may be something that you consider. But for me, there have been a couple things that I've done. But I'm going to ask you, um, Eric, have you have you ever experienced this? And and have you done anything to kind of change your habits to to kind of combat this obsession with with all this information that we we feel a desire to consume consume? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can even say that last night I got home from work and intended to, you know, hang out with family and just do whatever and and relax. And instead, I said, oh, I got to take care of a thing on the Internet with the laptop. And I opened it up and and I sat there for a while and did that after dinner and then some more and then some more. And then it was near bedtime for my daughter. And I'm like, "Okay, the evening's gone. That stinks. And that was just last night. So, you know, again, I'm no expert, but at the same time, I can tell you for last night, what I should have done was shut the laptop, left it in the bag, put it somewhere where I wasn't going to think about it. And then the thing that was quote unquote important, done that later, if it was really all that important to then remember to pull the laptop back out. Yeah, and the, here's here's the question, Let, and, and let's let's and and not to you specifically, but this is you know a question that I need to ask myself when these things come up in the in the in the near future, as I know they will. The question is, is it important? And the and and the bigger question is it imp- is it more important than my wife right now? Is it more important than my child right now? Those see, those are the questions we don't often ask. Sometimes we just feel like. We feel this compulsion or this this naggingness inside that says, you know, sure, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm having dinner with my wife, but oh my gosh, there's an email, and email's important. And it's like, well, the question is, is email important? Well, some of it is. Some of it for us means, you know, putting food on the table next month. But is it import is it more important than not being interrupted and having a wonderful conversation for an hour and a half with my wife while we're out on a date? No, it's not more important than that. And in fact, I'd, I'd prefer to even lose a client if they can't wait 
you know, three and a half hours or even until the next morning for me to respond to them. I'd much, if, if that's the case, then, then I need to find a different line of work. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I have a, I had a uh, college professor who, and I don't know if this is the correct phrase, but he used to say all the time to us, uh, wherever you, wherever you are, be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it's all about priority. And I mean, if you think about it, all of these different things that can grab for our attention are means of communication. And what we really need to do is prioritize, okay, at any given moment, what is the most important thing that somebody would have to get a hold of me for, whether it's a family emergency of some sort, somebody dying, somebody from far away, you know, so those kinds of things. And you just know, okay, well, I got my cell phone on me if that happens. They know to call me. They're not going to email me and say, yeah, so-and-so just died. That'd be, well, retarded. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's not, it's not the prefer. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if a family, close family member passed away all, suddenly, yeah, that, that, whoever's in direct contact with them is going to call you. Yeah. The, appro- the appropriate response would be to have a little bit more of a personal voice or face to face conversation or, or something by phone. Absolutely. So, so why, why are we, ch- why are we fooling ourselves and saying, just in case something extremely urgent and important and very serious has come up, I should check my email. Or my Facebook. Or my Facebook. Yeah. So, you know, so so it's not going to direct message you and say, hey, you got to get home. We need you to take uh, the one of our children to the hospital. And it's just, yeah. just not going to, well, wait a second. In my house, that might happen. <laughs> no, seriously. So, yeah. I mean, it really is for me. And I think this is something I'm kind of just discovering as I'm talking about it right now is it's about prioritizing who is most important in your life and giving them those direct prioritized, you know, contact uh, channels for you. And, you know, then on down the list, cutting out and saying, okay, these things aren't as important, so I don't need to sit here and check that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to go a little bit on the deeper end of this and and tell you that I, I, I sometimes will go even to a further extreme. Uh, and there are times that, and and I'm going to explain some of the things that I do, um, to kind of combat, you know, this always hyper connected world and stuff. But before I do that, I want to share with you real quickly, uh, something I pasted, pasted as a status update, uh, yesterday. And I got a lot of response from this and, and it was real simple, 140 characters or less. And it even uses the hashtag PABL. It says this, my prayer today I have only one life given to me, God. Keep reminding me of how easy it is to waste it. Desperate not to. Yes. You know, how, how, remind me, God, on a daily basis, how easy it is to waste this only one life that I have. And I need you to remind me because I'm desperate not to waste it. And, and for me, that has been something that I want to carry out as a daily mantra of what I'm thinking about. Is what I'm doing now, is it important? Is it fulfilling a purpose? And I will tell you that for me, connecting with people through Facebook, Twitter, and all of those things, the answer to that question is yes, a lot of the time. But in moderation and in balance with so many other things that are equally and sometimes even more important. And uh, so some of the things that I do uh, personally, uh, I've talked about it several times. Uh, maybe we only just barely glazed it and we'll even do a full episode or, or a full segment on a future show about this. 
But um, checking my email only twice a day, that's something I strive to do. I don't always live up to that. But instead of checking my email and keeping my email inbox open all day long, uh, my my desire is to check it at 10 a.m. and at 2 p.m. and not check it anymore. That is that is my intended desire. Now, sometimes when you know I'll come down here and I'll, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I get an early start on my day. And sometimes I say, you know what, I'd like to just hit inbox zero before I start working. And and so I may change that to like, OK, prior, you know, you know, 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m. But I, I have gotten great at this after 2 p.m. It doesn't matter if you have not emailed me prior to 2 p.m. There is no guarantee that I'm going to see your message until the next day and certainly not respond to it because I have decided that that the rest from two o'clock to by two o'clock in the afternoon, I have already got enough that I need to accomplish before what I consider to be the end of my day, which is five or five thirty. And at five, by five or five thirty, that's already a twelve hour work day for me. And so there is no way I'm extending beyond that time. And so I will not check my email past five thirty. It is not happening. So that is something that I do. Um, I also very much regulate how much time um, and how often I go to Facebook and Twitter throughout my workday. And also I regulate how much time I visit those sites when I'm with my family, uh, meaning using a, an, an application on my iPhone. Just I've just really said, you know what, I want to connect with people. And so what I will do is I literally will schedule time. I actually put it on my schedule. I have an appointment from 10 a, or let's say from 11 a.m. to 11.30, just before I head out the door from lunch, I am going to check Facebook and I'm going to check uh, my Twitter account and I'm going to check the forum and I am going to make it a goal that if there is no need for a response to anything in any of those places, I make it a, a goal to, to at least have some form of connection with three to five people during that seg- session of time. Yeah. So those are. I, I'll have times where I'll log in, and if I see nothing new, I'll just duck right back out and and not do it again and try not to. So. Yeah. The other thing that I do, and and this goes where I said I, I go to a little bit of the extreme, is you were mentioning. Well, if somebody really needs to get a hold of me, they could. You know, at the last case scenario, they I've got my cell phone, they can contact me. You know, and of course we're talking. You know, serious. You know, issues such as you know an emergency with the family. I want to tell you that there are times that I go out for a walk uh, and I go and that's my sometimes that's a time of prayer for me and a time of quiet reflection. And I want to tell you that there are times when I'll leave the cell phone at home or I'll turn it off or put it in airplane mode and it and I will be completely 100 percent disconnected from any technology, any means of communication other than smoke signals for as much as an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. And you know what? People existed before telephones and didn't have any problems. You know, and, and you know what? People had emergencies. People needed to go to the hospital back then and, and all kinds of other things. And, and that is, you know, I will tell you, when I, when I first did that the first couple of times, it, I almost felt irresponsible as a husband and a father. What if I can't? It's like my wife has a car. As a matter of fact, because I'm out walking, she has two of them at her disposal, you know, and, and there's there's she's got a phone number at home. She can call 911, somebody who could really help, you know, get there and, and do things medically. And 
And at the worst case scenario, if my parents needed to call and say something happened to my dad or, you know, my something else was going, though it's those things, you know, it's, it's not like I'm going to unplug forever. It's just like, you know what, there's a, there comes times in our lives when we just completely need to unplug from it all and just get away to a solitary place. And this is definitely not one of our Christian programs, but as a Christian, I will tell you, that's the one example that I've, I've found in the stories that I read about Jesus that, that just inspires me is the fact that he went away to a solitary place to be alone. And, and that's something I desire to mimic in my life. And I can't do that if the cell phone's even turned on because there's a chance yeah. that a, that a SMS notification, or even if it's on vibrate that I'm going to, that that's going, I don't, I just don't want to be distracted. I want to be completely unplugged. And so I do that from time to time. Yep. And I think that you're, you're giving a very good example there. If you just try it, set aside a specific period of time, even if it's just a half hour or an hour on whatever time of day, and you say, this is the point in time I'm going to unplug completely. And you see that the world does not fall apart or revolve around you when you do that. It makes it easier to start dropping those points in time in more and more. And I'm going to say, between now and the next time we record, I'm going to try to think of some specific times to do that. And I'd like to hear our listeners' um, attempts or even failures and how we can, as a group, you know, move forward and figure out better ways to do this. Absolutely. I, in fact, if you guys oh. want to share uh, some of your your goals for living a more balanced life when it comes to being plugged in and unplugging, you can share your feedback with us. And again, uh, if you want to email us an audio attachment, either from your iPhone's uh, audio memo, uh, voice memo application, or if you want to record it on your computer and send it, via an attachment that's feedback at gspn.tv and of course you can also call us on our listener feedback line at area code 859-795-4067 we would love to hear from you well i'll tell you what eric we got through a lot of notes in our show notes here i'm, I'm just browsing through the whole top section of our show notes and we covered every single topic in there yeah you know, and of course, I, I, I have this overwhelming desire. Let's just keep going, move forward. Let's talk about more. But, you know, this is all about, you know, it's like, hey, there'll be another show. There'll be another show next week. In fact, actually, uh, next week, that is a this is a good point to bring it up uh, for our live show. Uh, next Thursday, during our 11 o'clock time slot here at gspn.tv slash live, uh, we will not be recording an episode of Social Media Serenity. Is that correct? Yes. And I will be at a uh, church media conference learning more about all of this stuff. So, Very cool. And I'm excited to hear what you're going to share with us the following Thursday after that. Now, you yeah. and I, however, are scheduled to record, um, it looks like 8 a.m. on Tuesday morning, the 28th. And yeah. uh, more than likely, I will probably go ahead and just put that out live as well. Uh, just keep an eye on Twitter, twitter.com slash gspn, and Eric will probably Twitter it out as well. And he is twitter.com slash Eric with a K, J Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. Does that cover everything, my friend? Uh, everything we need to cover for now. 
Exactly. Well, folks, we thank you for tuning in to Social Media Serenity, uh, podcast production of gspn.tv. And we just invite you to go over to gspn.tv slash plus. If you are not a plus member, please sign up today and help support the kind of content that we're producing here. Uh, in fact, the next few episodes of Social Media Serenity are going to be reserved only for our gspn.tv plus members. So you don't want to miss any of this great insight and conversation and uh, we would love for you to be there. Of course, if you're not able to because of the economy and you don't have a job right now, we completely understand that. And we want to let you know that every time that we record this live, it is available for free to everybody. So we try not to we try to be accessible to everyone. But at the same time, I'm trying to make a living here. And this is what I do for a living. So head over to gspn.tv slash plus if you have any questions and uh, we would appreciate it. All right. Until next time, everybody, join the community. Thanks, Eric. See ya.